Welcome to Rob Evans 365, day number 107. I'm heading home after a, another big day in uh, the city. Having a little bite to eat. It's a big day up early. It's 7.30 right now, driving home. It's been a long time since I've had to drive home at this time of the night from the city, so who knows how long it will take. I could be home by 9. Hopefully earlier than that. Um, traffic looks alright so far. Now I'm driving past. I can see the city line on one side. The art centre spire. I've got the MCG I'm about to pass. The tennis centre I'm about to pass as well. <clears throat> We're so lucky to live where we do. They have these amazing facilities around us. And the people have created these facilities. It's just amazing. I'm in awe of some of these things. The tennis centre now is huge with the, the amount of infrastructure they've put in there. Um, just incredible. So today... Today was a big day. The day, day two was the day that they do their, their big upsell into other programs and um, that kind of stuff. the lane on in here, but it changed. Um, but still a lot a lot of really great content. Uh, this this was the day that I missed a lot of in March because of um, everything I had to do with Dad. Uh, so it was uh, it was good to be able to sit through it. And it's what's good about the way that they conduct their material is it's different every single time. Um, what I got out of today, there was a big chunk I've done this afternoon by um, Francie's her name, and I, I got a selfie with her. Uh, all on marketing, she's the marketing guru, and it was it was good to just hear some key things, some key messages. Uh, I probably picked up three of those today. Uh, that I think, man, these are things that I need to be be doing better. Uh, so. <clears throat> There's things that I need to do first thing tomorrow morning. Uh, there are um, there's some key marketing messages that I think were I don't know what it was. Maybe it was the way that they were presented. Maybe I'm at that I don't know level of maturity in my my business marketing that uh, it meant more to me now than it has before. But that just really resonated with me is to say, man, yeah, I've, I've got to do that and I have to do that better. And I added those to the list of uh, things for Mary to, to be doing. Um, uh, we had um, oh, some good conversations that were happening. Um, we talked about some Facebook marketing stuff and uh, Francie was talking about how you know, the fitness business does it better than anyone else uh, because we're in such great positions to have the before and after photos. But, of course, one of the problems with that is that um, Facebook will not let you use before and after photos. How do I know that? Because I've tried it before and I've used real photos, the before and after photos that I have of real clients with real results and Facebook will not let you use them. 
um, and they won't tell you why. All they will do is just refuse it. It's like they're, they're God and whatever they say goes. So all you do is you get a Facebook ad approved or disapproved. And all they'll tell you is that it's not in accordance with their policies. They won't tell you which policy. They will just tell you that it's not in accordance with the policy. And you wade through it trying to find out what it is. Um, you can try and use different photos. Sometimes they don't. They will approve the, the ads that show a bit of flesh. Other times they won't. But even if there's no flesh, all my before and afters are, are fully clothed. Uh, basically what they're saying is that it's not realistic. If you go through all their terms and conditions, uh, they'll say that they won't accept uh, those types of images because they believe that they're not reflective of results for everybody. So therefore you can't do them. But then other times you'll see a Facebook ad where it'll show a freaky person, like somebody that's clearly been photoshopped to look like a giant, and they'll put them next to somebody that's supposed to look like a, um, not even a, a, a dwarf or a midget, I don't know what's politically correct now, but a very small person. It's like a normal person, but they put this giant next to them. They're, they're, they've just shrunk one image and they've put another one next to it and they've made this other person look really freaky and they've approved it and uh, you know I've spoken to you know the Facebook exploit that I use over in my website Lady Lynn over in the US and she says don't even try to understand the logic of Facebook because she said there is no logic she says uh, sometimes things can be approved that just you'll you'll have they will have you shaking your head and to try and work out why they have not approved yours, it will put you in an institution. There is just no logic to it whatsoever. Sometimes it could be just approved by a bot, she thinks. Uh, other times, uh, you know, it could be just approved by somebody new or disapproved by somebody new and other times approved. Um, there's just no logical sequence to it. The problem is, that I've heard of uh, colleagues that have uh, kept putting up different testimonials and that kind of stuff before and afters and you get something like three attempts and Facebook will shut your account down. Now I can't afford to have my Facebook account shut down uh, uh, because it's a, it's a sign to, you know, I've got the name, I could you know, make up a new one, but I'm starting from scratch with all my content and everything. There's just no rhyme nor reason to it. Now you can object, um, and basically they're the they're the police, judge, jury, and jail. And um, so it's happened to me before, where I've put an ad up, it's come back down. I have not been able to work out why. I put out another one with a different image. It's gone up. It's been disapproved. I put another one up thinking that um, you know this one would be perfectly okay and that's been disapproved as well that's like three times I've been rejected I'm scared if I put up another one they're just going to shut my account down um, so I just didn't advertise for ages because it just made no sense in the end I think it was because I was adver advertising my Pakenham's, Pakenham boot camps for women just to women 
and they they didn't allow that. It had to be advertised to everyone. It's so confusing. Um, but I had a rest for, from it for a while, and now they're allowing them again. Um, I just did one uh, just a couple of days ago, actually, which was for Halloween. Now, I put some ghoulish photos on there. Um, I like The Walking Dead and that kind of stuff. And I did it as a slideshow type video that you can do in Facebook now. And guess what happened to that one? I thought, man, they could have disapproved that. They approved it. It's like, oh, it makes no sense. Uh, so, and that was to advertise a zombie workout and two weeks for free boot camp for Pakenham boot camps for women. Advertising just for women. So, I don't know. Sometimes you've got to try different things. Maybe I could try, <clears throat> pardon me, try the before, before and after again and see what happens. But anyway, um, so we've got some really good content out of there. And then, <clears throat> really long day. But at the end of the day, there's an opportunity to take some photos. Uh, so we got, I got a photo with, everybody lines up for a photo just with JT, but I like to get photos with the others. I did miss out on one. And this is where, you know, you see an opportunity, you must take it. You know, because you just, you may not ever have that opportunity again. Now, Reggie, um, he had a lot of personality over there, and there were two opportunities that I had where I could have taken photos with him, and I didn't. I thought, no, I'll do it at the end. Now, he left early for the airport. He left early for the airport, so there was no other opportunity. I thought there'd be an opportunity at the end of the day to get one with him, but there wasn't. There was with Francie. I always take one with Brent. He's a good guy, and I think it's a, a good opportunity to build some rapport with him, have a bit of a chat, take a photo. Took a photo with him, and then took one with JT. And uh, now JT said to me, he said, you are the best-dressed person in the room. Woohoo! How's that? Best-dressed person in the room. So he says that you always dress like you belong. Not like you're faking it till you make it, but you dress like you belong. So what does that mean? It means I have a tailored suit. I have four tailored suits now because I've prepared for the US, but I have a tailored suit. I have um, shoes that match the belt. I have the right colored shoes that match my belt and the suit so that they don't look like freaky shoes matching the you know, like white shoes with a black suit kind of thing is not the look I'm after for. I want to look like I belong, fashionable, it's fitted, it's, uh, I'm short, so it's got to be tailored, tapered uh, to my waist. Uh, my shirts are tailored, well, tapered to my, my, um, my shape. I wear, um, now I only wear slim fit uh, shirts, and they all come from Oxford. If you want the tip as to who dresses me, oxford.com.au. And uh, I go into the shop there as well. And uh, yeah, a white shirt, because that's what business people wear. Um, and I wear, uh, the, what, for JT's events, I wear the JT, Tox, JT Fox ties. Now, I have four of them now. Actually, I have five of them. Um, and yeah, I, I've got, um, I wear my Armani watch that... Um, Cherie bought for me for my birthday and uh, I looked the part how do I know I looked the part well he tells me uh, so that helps other people tell me I look sharp too um, I have men that tell me that I look good um, 
I'm not sure whether I give off some homosexual vibes from time to time, um, but um, I get a, a number of men that tell me that I look really good. I'm assuming the, they're just playing me a compliment, but that's okay. Um, and also, as I said yesterday, looking around the room, now there was a guy sitting next to me in my row. Now I know this guy, I don't think he knows who I am, but he's a, he's a, he's a weird dude. Now he wears a suit, he wears JT Fox ties, can't talk properly. Now he used to be in my brother's class and he was a bit of a nut job back then and I think he's still a little bit eccentric. Uh, now he wore a suit, he wore a JT Fox tie and did he look the part? I would say no. Now why was that? One, I don't think his hairstyle suits his, uh, suits his look but his suit is too big, his jacket does not fit him, he wears the wrong sort of shoes, um, his shirts are old, and uh, the tie is the best looking part of him. And so, what does he look like? He, he looks like an old man in a, a too big a suit. And I'm out on the, you know, looking, comparing myself to everybody else, there's only a few of us. Uh, in fact, I think Reggie and I, I reckon look the best, um, then probably JT has the um, the next best fitting suit. Um, I just think JT's too tall. He looks funny in a suit. But anyway, that's just me. Um, <clears throat> I went out at lunchtime. I went for a bit of a walk. I wanted to get up some steps at lunchtime and get some fresh air because my butt is going to sleep. I haven't sat so much as I have in these last couple of days. And you walk around the street. And you stop it, you know, you gotta stop at the traffic lights and stuff and you have a look around. Most people don't look that good. You know, I stand out in a crowd with the, the way that I dress now. I haven't always dressed this way. Uh, but I stand out, you know. I have people see my tie, they see the way they look, and it's like it's a power, uh, it's a power suit dress, if I don't mind saying so myself. Um, so it's important to look like you belong. It's really important. Now, um, as I was sitting there today, Cherie sent me a text message, and I hope you don't mind me sharing again, darling. I guess you maybe you should screen my podcast before I post them. And she sent me a text message and said, we need to go shopping for some clothes for me because I want to look good next to you over in America. And you know, I guess with the nature of her job, uh, you know, she doesn't have to... Um, you know, like dress like I do in, you know, like a power suit type thing. Um, yeah, you know, she just doesn't have to do that. And I know when I used to work at RACV, I, um, yeah, some days we were allowed to wear polo shirts. We didn't have to wear ties. Um, so you'd buy the corporate wardrobe. So I, I didn't have, I didn't have, um, you know, clothes to, you know, really go to in an outside business meeting because on the, you know, the side of your hip, you had RACV embroidered into it. If you wore the jacket, you had RACV embroidered on the pocket, and I used to tuck the pocket in. <laughs> so, you know, I just didn't have it. Um, so we're going to have some fun, and I'm going to dress up in my suit, and we're going to go um, around to a few shops and get people to match it so that we look good together as a couple. Because, you know, we went out for uh, lunch. Um, she works in Cranbourne, and... Now, for those of you that aren't in Australia, Cranbourne is, you know, it's not a, not the Pakenham is either, but um, 
Cranbourne compared to the city is, you know, you're down a few levels. And you're probably down a level from Pakenham. And uh, one day, I, uh, last month, I met uh, Sheree for lunch over there and I decided I would get dressed up. And um, I bought her a, a rose and I wanted to surprise her by getting really dressed up and um, going into her office reception um, and giving her a rose. And, um, you know, her work colleagues noticed and everything. And we walked out for lunch and she, she wasn't dressed up. She was just wearing, I think, jeans and um, stuff um, for that day. But, um, you know, she looks good every day. She could look good in a Hessian bag. But, you know, as we walked out and we were walking over to lunch, I took her out for lunch. Um, now, and just keep in mind that not everybody in Cranbourne has all their teeth and they don't necessarily dress the right way and all that kind of stuff. Um, we came out and I just noticed this, I'll call her a lady, to be polite, a young lady uh, that was... I don't know, say five metres or so behind us that had just crossed across the road. She was talking on the phone. And she said to the person on the phone, at the top of her voice, enough for me to be able to hear it, there's this really odd couple in front of me. And I felt like turning around and saying something. She said, they just look really odd together. You know, you should have seen the way that she was dressed. And I, I assumed that she was talking about because I was wearing a suit and Sheree was wearing jeans. I thought, really, are people that judgmental? I mean, and we were holding hands and, and stuff. What's wrong with people? Um, but, you know, you don't have to fake it. You can you dress like you belong. And that's what I do when I go to these events. And... You just never know who you're going to meet in a room, especially at these events that I go to. So um, I thought that was a nice compliment that he paid me. It's obviously made my day because I've been talking about it for the last seven minutes. And um, I got some good photos with him. That was good. And uh, yeah, so I headed out. So I got a lot, to, a lot to implement. And so while I was going through these last few days, I was preparing uh, my notes for Mary because she starts tomorrow. And, you know, I put a, a new app on my phone uh, because she's working some weird hours and um, Manila is now uh, three hours behind because we just had daylight savings. So they're three hours behind us here. And she wants to work between 10 to 12 her hours and, um, uh, what, 12 to 2? No, that doesn't make sense. That would be 10 to 2, wouldn't it? Uh, 10 to 12 and 2 to 4, which for me is like 7 to 9... And then, uh, what, 11 to 1. So I'm looking at my calendar to make sure, get my head around the times and stuff. So the app, I've got both the times, so I can look at that and say, okay, yeah, she's at that time and this time. And um, I think I had a look at my calendar and think, yeah, well, tomorrow I'm right for that time. I can, uh, I can set her up in the first hour because I've got a client for the second hour to get that happening. So I check my emails, and there's nothing in my emails from uh, Jamie, uh, the agency, as to her Skype details, and contact details, email, and um, what was the other thing? Oh, they're, yeah, just there. They have a tracking system so they can see what each of the employees is doing, etc. And um, anyway, so I sent him a quick uh, text because I didn't want to, you know, write an email. Well, I sent him, sorry, I sent him an email on my phone. Now, I'm not great on the phone. And, um, 
you know, I'm much faster on a keyboard and stuff, and I'm typing with two fingers, and it's a bit rude to do it in, uh, you know, in conference and stuff. So um, I showed him off a quick thing, saying, "Hey, Jamie, haven't heard. Um, I got her contact details yet, and um, just confirming the time difference, see how she's going to work, etc." And shot that off to him. Then, um, yeah, I only ducked out for toilet break, so I just checked my email every now and then, and I checked it about five o'clock. And I got an email from him that said, um, we've just had some slight delays in uh, getting her to agree with some of the contract terms. And they have this tracking software that um, it takes random screenshots of so uh, of the person's screen. So they, they have to have, uh, yeah, like they log on uh, so that they can, we can see that their, their time is tracked and you can also see what, what they've got open on their screen, what they're doing. So in other words, I won't be paying her for two hours and all she's got on there is her Facebook page or something like that, or she's watching movies or doing something with her kids or you know, that kind of stuff. So it's a, it's a really good tool. And it doesn't do it constantly, but it, it takes random photos and uh, images of uh, the screen and I think that she has no idea um, of when it's doing that, so you know, she can't try and skip the system. Now, he said that she's refused to, uh, to do that. She doesn't want to use the time uh, monitoring system and she has asked if I can agree for that not to happen. And he said this isn't something that we normally do and she's the only one that's ever asked for it. So what would that tell you, just knowing that information? Well, I don't know about you, but a big freaking red flag came out waving at a million miles an hour saying that why would somebody not want to agree to have their activity tracked? And there's only one reason I can think of, and that is because you're not going to be doing what you're supposed to be doing. You're only going to be working in two-hour blocks. So normally I would have thought, well, four-hour block would work for me better. So I thought I'd already come to the party to say, yeah, all right two hours here, two hours there. And they didn't even ask me, they just told me that that's when she was gonna work. And I thought, okay, yeah, I can, I can go with that. Um, but now that they've said, you know, she's not gonna comply with that and they wouldn't normally recommend it, what do you reckon I've gone back to say? I've said, uh, massive red flag, um, why, I'm just curious to know about these things. So I said, can you find out why it is that she doesn't wanna have it tracked? Um, because I just wanna know. And I said, look, if, if it's something that no one else has requested ever and it's not something that you would uh, recommend, then she's gone. You know, I, I don't want to have anything to do with her if that's the way she's going to be. And uh, so I'm just going to have to wait on that one. And they said, we'll find you someone, uh, someone else. So I haven't heard back from him. And it's like, what the hell? I, I responded and said, oh, crap. I said, this is true. This is true. This is um, working out to be more harder than it needs to be. So this is two people now. So Valerie, who sounded awesome, and then did a runner. This lady now that is now seems like dodgy as all hell and doesn't want to have anything tracked because you know she only wants to work two hours. She's going to be working on Facebook or doing something else and not, not doing work for me. Uh, going off on a two-hour break with her kids and then coming back to work for two hours and still doesn't want to have that track because actually what she wants to do is just play with her kids for four hours. It's like, man, what is wrong? 
So I am super freaking frustrated because now I'm already three weeks behind where I should have been. So now it's going to be probably another week. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll see what they come back with. They're three hours behind. Oh, he's in Perth, so he's three or four hours behind now. Um, so it's almost eight o'clock, so it's four o'clock there. Um, and I'll see what he comes back with later. He probably won't have the answers to why she won't respond and stuff. But she's not getting a job from me if she's going to be like that. It's dodgy. Dodgy. Dodgy, dodgy, dodgy. It stinks like a steaming hot poo. So I am frustrated. Frustrated. What does she think? Yeah, I'll agree to that. Man. So third time lucky. Where are they going now? Are they getting to the bottom of the bottom of the bottom of the barrel now? I mean, sure, I get that they have other people come and go, but... Geez, I um, I'm a, I want to I want to stick with it because I know that the right person will come along. Now I'm hoping I can get it through this agency. Um, and yeah, there's a saying: yeah, you get what you pay for. So if you pay peanuts, you'll get monkeys. But this isn't monkey wages. We're from the regions that they're coming from. So I believe that we can get what we want. Now he did offer to pay for the first week at no charge to us just to see how it would go. But she'll probably know that and she'll be forming it her best for the first week and then not. I mean, uh, I'd be wanting to know, why would you not want to tracks? I mean, I'd be perfectly fine for somebody to watch my screen and say, um, you know, I'm happy for you to see my productivity by doing screenshots of my screen. I mean, there's nothing else open on there than stuff that I'm working on. Maybe my calendar on the side uh, that's it. The only other thing that sometimes might be happening is I might be playing YouTube motivational stuff in the background, but, um, you know, I'm not watching the screen. I'm working hard. So, anyway. So, what do we do? What do we do with that? So, I've got to find a way to push through that. We just keep digging. We keep looking for that next person. This is obviously not the right person. You don't take the, you know, the person just because they're there and they're breathing. There's this saying in recruitment, they talked about it the last couple of days. You're slow to hire, quick to fire. Um, Because when you have the right person, you'll know it. Um, And, you know, just like with the PT side of things, uh, you know, that took uh, ages uh, to find the right person. And I feel like I've done that in, uh, you know, finding uh, Elizabeth. And, you know, she's coachable. She's got a great personality. She's got the look of being a trainer. Um, We've already had uh, two clients uh, sign up to... Man, that's just made me remember I've um, forgotten to do something uh, for a client. Uh, But have signed up uh, purely because of uh, Elizabeth being in the room. And they actually said, I want what she's got. (laughs) And... Uh, yeah, so that was good because Elizabeth said, Rob built this with his meal plan and his training. He helped me build this. Well, actually, she said he built this. Um, so that was like a, a, a great advertisement uh, for me. Uh, so, which is reminding me, I should be branding her um, and, uh, on my advertising on Instagram and stuff. Uh, yeah, so um, quick to fire. Uh, so, yeah, I have no hesitation in saying, no, I'm not going to take her on. 
uh, with you know that attitude that there's something not right now that she's even said that um, I don't want to take her on but I do want to know why she said no because that's just interesting so what do we learn from that well last time um, well first of all I assumed that they had all these people signed up to contracts and they agreed to all their terms so they sell to me on the basis that you know these are screenshotted they're, they're monitored they're police checked all that kind of stuff so I haven't seen the police check from her I said I want to make sure she's police check and they said that is something that they do I hadn't seen the police check but I don't want her touching any of my confidential files information anything until I see that she's police checked and uh, above board because I can tell you if she's not police checked she's not I ain't getting near my stuff um, because if there's something that comes on up on that that's you know it could be it could be fraud, it could be, you know, she's been bankrupt before, um, you know, she's um, a drug addict, uh, you know, been, you know, stolen, stolen before, um, you know, stolen identities, I mean, you name it, there could be a whole range of different things. Uh, but I just assumed all that stuff had, uh, would have taken place. What did I learn from Valerie? was, okay, I'm not speaking to anyone until you get them to do the test first, because I'm not wasting more time interviewing people, and then they fall off the next step. So I, so I said with Mary, make sure she does the test first. I see the results before I do an interview. Um, and that's what I did. I assumed the other steps would happen first. So what am I gonna learn this time? Well, I wanna make sure that we have a police check. I wanna make sure that we have, and I wanna see it, or get confirmation in writing from them that they are police checked and that they have passed it. And I also, because it's instantaneous, I mean, you can, I can jump online and do it for myself and certainly in um, Vic Police and you, you get it within a matter of, I don't know, I think it's either minutes or hours that you get it. And um, I want to make sure that they've agreed to all the terms of the contract. So they've agreed to screen sharing and whatever the other blooming, um, you know, clauses that they have in their contracts that they've uh, agreed to it before I even talk to them. So I don't even want to talk to them if they're not going to agree to their terms and they're not police checked. Uh, so we'll learn from that and I'll just go back again and I'll push them harder to find the right person for me. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's frustrating. It's three weeks behind now. I could be, you know, and I, I keep not working on the book so I think, oh well, this person will be here now and we'll be able to finish this book off because I can get them to do these steps. And it's frustrating as all hell. Frustrated! Anyway, calm down, Tiger. The good things to come out of it, we've learned from it, and I'll grow from it, and we'll tie this process down so that we do make sure we get the right person. The other thing, well, it's not ideal that um, I'm coming back from the session late tonight and I have to work for a few hours to make sure that I'm prepared for her tomorrow. So instead, um, chances are she's not going to start tomorrow. If she does, well, um, certainly for the first hour, I'll be talking through, uh, you know, culture and all that sort of stuff. I'm not going to start it, so I don't know why I'm saying that. Um, but if she was going to, I've got enough work to then go on with it. But what am I going to do instead? I'm going to go home, have a shower, get changed, and I'm going to go spend the night with Sheree. Um, and then I'll have more time to do the preparation uh, for... Uh, when the right person does start uh, because um, there, there's parts that I haven't done so I want to do a recording of some of the steps that I want them to perform with the book 
I figure that'll be a big time saver for me if I just talk through uh, what it is that I want. It's to do with the photos and the exercise and stuff. And I'm just going to go through the screen, read out the 100 photos, and say, you know, like, 9472, this is a push-up. 9473, that's the end, you know, start position push-up, end position push-up. Um, and then I'm going to give them a link to, well, actually access to the database that I use where they can get the descriptions of the exercises that we need to associate with each photo. Now, they can do that. I can do it, but it's a waste of my time. I, I'd rather be working on other things uh, than doing this. Now, um, one of the takeaways from today was uh, Francie was talking about a book, and JT's book, she said... Um, uh, who wants to write a book or who's written a book or who's writing a book and I put my hand up and she said my recommendation is that you never write a book I'm like oh man what I'm almost there you know this is this is a big thing for me and then there's other coaches that say you know a book is massive in terms of your credibility and I guess it comes down to an individual but she says look she goes to so many networking events and you know the free book is supposed to be you know, rather than giving somebody a business card, you hand them a book instead. And she says most of her books go in the bin. She says she's not interested in getting the book. She puts it in the bin. Um, 98% of books, I think she said, or 96% of books aren't read. And I've heard, um, or aren't finished. You know, people that even buy a book, they don't finish it. I have heard that before. Uh, so, uh, yeah, there's uh, that kind of threw me a bit. She said, JT's book took so long to finish. Now, can I relate to that? Well, yes, I was aimed to be finished in, in August in 12 weeks' time, uh, and it didn't happen. She said, I see a lot of value in writing a book to put on Amazon, you know, like an e-book, she calls them. And the publisher that I've worked with before says, you never call it an e-book, you call it a, download, a downloadable version of the book because an e-book, um, you know, diminishes... Uh, the value, we just don't call them ebooks anymore. It sounds like it's just something you've whipped up over a couple of days. It's about 10 pages. Um, but she said that's different because you know, you know what you're looking for there is to get to you know, like number one bestseller in Amazon, and um, and there's a strategy for, for doing that. So she said, I see a reason for that. She says, You never write a book to make money. She said, The amount of money that the book has cost. And uh, even JT said today, he said, if he had have taken that book and just read it, like read it out loud and recorded it, he said, that's a $5,000 program. But he said, because it's in a book, it's $45. Uh, so, you know, that's the, that's the difference. Anyway, I'm going to finish the book because I've come this far and I think it's part of uh, what I want to do. Uh, now, based on what she said, would I bother getting it published or just produced as an audible version? Um, probably audible. Maybe it's just my ego that says um, I want it in hard copy. So um, we'll progress with those steps in the coming days. Anyway, I'm going to close this uh, 365 out. I'm about to get on the off-ramp to uh, home. and So I'm about five or seven minutes away. Um, a really good run tonight. It's 8 o'clock though, so I've missed, missed the peak out by a couple of hours, I suppose. Um, yeah. So your homework. Your homework. Yesterday I talked about challenges uh, or challenging yourself. Today, I'm going to talk about something else. 
and just trying to think of the couple of thoughts that I was having uh, today. My takeaways from uh, this weekend and this weekend are that I just don't push hard enough, you know, and I know Cherie would disagree with this and that, you know, many people look at me and say, wow, you work so hard and they judge that by hours and, and that kind of stuff. But, you know, I, there is so much that I could be doing and just don't do well. Uh, so the first thing tomorrow morning, once I find out what's going on with the crazy people, um, I am going to be doing my one-page blueprint, um, a tremendous document that um, JT told us about today. And uh, he has one page for every single business that he owns. So he has 50, I'm not sure what he said, 57 or 59 businesses. And he has a one page for each one of them. And what he was talking about was identifying your three biggest weaknesses. The three biggest weaknesses. Now, what do most people normally do with their weaknesses? Um, Certainly in business, uh, they make them... Uh, disappear. They don't worry about them uh, because they outsource it. Now what he says is that you need to make these three weaknesses your strengths. So he talks about the three biggest ones that he used to have. I only might get two here. But one was sales, uh, one was relationships, and I'm not sure what the other one was. Uh, Maybe it was was marketing. That's right. And I think even though I'm strong in some of these areas, uh, I think certainly I could significantly improve in my business relationships. I can always improve on my personal relationships. Um, Marketing I can improve, sales I can improve too. Now I know that if I am sitting in front of somebody that's coming in for personal training, Right now, I have a 100% close rate. So what does that mean? Any person that sits in front of me, they will buy from me. Um, That is not the same with boot camp. I get so many leads that come in for boot camp. Uh, I will market to them in different ways um, once they're on board, whether that's email, phone call, text messages. And my buy-in rate or close rate, or sorry, let's say the opt-in rate, first of all, the people opt in for free sessions, a free two weeks, and then actually come along is about 33%. I think that was the last campaign I did. I think it was 33%. Um, So that's pretty pretty low. Um, So two-thirds of people that click on the button and say, yes, they want it, they don't actually want it. They don't want it bad enough. Uh, So, you know, I've got work to do in there. So what I'm going to do is start working on my weaknesses to make them strengths. And this is what I want you to do. I want you to identify what are your top three weaknesses. What are your top three weaknesses? Now, it could be um, a whole range of different things. Maybe it's to do with your relationships. Maybe it's to do with the way you communicate with yourself. Um, I have a client that her transform... Sorry, her... Um, she needs to have transformational vocabulary. Her vocabulary to herself, her self-talk, is horrific. And if you heard her say the things out loud that she says to herself, you would be mortified. Um, but the, we all do it. We all talk to ourselves with such you know, venom, such horrible, horrible words that you, know, you would never say to your friend or someone else. 
but we say it to ourselves. Uh, so there's that. Um, and you, you find out what they are for you. Maybe you flip-flop between things. Maybe you're not committed enough. Maybe if it's your health and fitness and it's your workouts, you never push hard enough. You always just go through the motions. So then identify those three weaknesses and then I want you to write down at least three points for each one what you're going to do to make them your strengths. What are you going to do to work on them so that they will no longer be weaknesses and they become your strengths? If you're not sure, maybe you need to book in a consultation with me. Book in a coaching coaching session with me. And then you need to take action. What I want you to do is put your one that you think is the biggest weakness at the top as number one. Write down your three for each of the three. But then all I want you to do is work on that top one. All right, there's your homework. I'm almost home now. That was a nice drive. I am very, very tired. I have almost overshot the corner. Um, I want to do a little bit of exercise because I feel very lethargic. My eating over this past couple of days has been a bit ordinary um, in terms of, you know, the salads and stuff that you have access to. Uh, where I was, where oh, they were, oh, let's just say not good. And so I've been surviving off wraps, uh, you know, chicken, salad wraps and stuff. And, you know, they kill it with the dressings and mayonnaise and that kind of stuff. So... Um, looking forward to getting into some real food and um, I need to do some exercise so then I'm going to go spend some time with my soulie alright so that's me out for tonight I will catch you tomorrow bye for now